My team and I recently released GreenPath's Learning Lab, featuring online courses and tools. It's free and easy to use. Visit GreenPath's Learning Lab by going to www.greenpath.com slash learning lab. GreenPath believes everyone deserves a chance to pursue their dreams. Take the first step towards yours. Going in, I was nervous. Um, I, you have your own concerns because you just want it to be kind of done and over with. It's been so long, but I, I need to take care of it. And it was talking to the counselors. They make you feel like whatever you've done, it's not embarrassing. Like everybody goes through this. This is all part of learning. Um, you know, money is, is hard or for most people. And there were a couple of times I had to call and change how much I was paying. Sometimes I was paying more and there was a small period of time I paid less. Um, but they never made you feel bad for having to change like, your payment amount um, as well. So it was once getting into the program and I was able to get and I actually completed the program early. <laughs> um, my program early because I was able to get to a point I was just putting more money towards it a month. Um, but it was it was very eye-opening and very helpful. Welcome to episode 18 of Real Stories, Journeys of Financial Wellness. I'm your host, Crystal Lugazima. Today's story features Natasha. Natasha works at a credit union where she supports her members in their financial journeys. One of the reasons she's able to build trust with those that face financial challenges is that she has overcome them herself. After her divorce, she had to rebuild her finances, which included dealing with a collection lawsuit and a student loan default. How did she put out these fires? and eventually work towards her long-term goals. Let's hear Natasha's story. Natasha, welcome to Real Stories. So glad you're joining us here today. What was your relationship with money growing up? It was money. I could do whatever I wanted with it. Um, my parents didn't really teach money, teach savings. I mean, it wasn't something we talked about. I didn't know if my parents were in a, I'm assuming they were in a good financial situation. My dad was in the military and, you know, we didn't, we had food on the table and we had everything that we ever wanted. Um, but I didn't ever really know what they did or if they saved or anything like that. Um, and then I, I did babysit and do things like that growing up and I could just, there wasn't an emphasis on saving um, or, <laughs> or like bills or things like that. So uh, I just spent it. That's what I was used to. You just, you can do what you want with your money. <laughs> so like, it wasn't even like really top of mind, really. It was just kind yeah. of there. Um, and then like, how did that play out then? Like, as you, uh, entered the workforce, um, as you, as you went through your, your, your marriage, um, how did it, how did money and your relationship with money play out during those t periods? It was, 
good. Um, we had abundance, like, especially when I was married. Um, my ex-husband, also military, um, he was deployed and everything in the beginning of our marriage. And so we didn't have financial troubles. It was definitely an excess. I was able to save money. Um, but when you have a, a huge excess of money coming in that you're not necessarily spending, it's easier to save. Um, but it wasn't something that it was just, oh, there's extra money. We just put it to the side, pay bills, um, you know, and at the, when you're beginning and just starting out at 18, 19, you don't have an abundance of bills either. As you share your financial journey, I, I understand that a lot of your um, earlier financial struggles came from the period of your life following a divorce and then eventually having to transition from a stay-at-home mom to finding work. And of course, I can imagine that this was a very stressful period in your life on a number of fronts. But I was just curious, how did money stress play into things during this time? It was very, I had to move in with my dad, or my dad was kind enough to open up his home um, for my daughter and I to stay there. She was about a year old um, when her her dad and I split, um, my ex-husband and I split. And uh, my dad helped support me a little bit. Um, and I was getting a small amount of money as child support monthly. Um, but it was definitely, it was a struggle um, to take that and have bills um, to pay and like, you know, a cell phone bill, car insurance, um, things like that to still pay and not necessarily have the funds um, to pay those things. And and not, I didn't think that I could work with the credit card companies or anything like that to to pay um, the bills. And it was, it was just, it was, it was very, it was a struggle. It was a very stressful um, time period for me. Very stressful. I was wondering if you could share some of the specifics of your debt situation, including some of the legal concerns that you faced. Um, I mean, my car, the credit cards I had eventually got charged off um, and I didn't know how to tackle those situations. Um, there was a water bill from where we had previously lived and the water was just in my name. Um, so they took me to court and uh, I had student loans. So my student loans went into default um, and I ignored those for quite a long time. And then eventually, uh, you know, my um, tax returns were garnished and I did have wages when I actually started my job at the credit union, my, my wages were garnished um, for my student loans. And was was that fact so like garnished where they would reach out to the payroll at your company and and basically take out a percentage of your income? Um, was that something that you were expecting at the time or did it kind of catch you by surprise? Yes, um, I was expecting it because I had actually when I finally did start working at the credit union um, and and getting the tools I need to take care of my bills. Um, and take care of my past issues now. And mind you, I mean, it's an eight-year difference from when I finally went, got through all my divorce, um, which actually was finalized in 2013. Um, we split in 2011. So it was a couple years in between that. Um, and they, I had actually started making and create, finally created payment arrangements because it was something that the credit, I learned um, at the credit union is that you can call places and make payment arrangements. So I actually was both being garnished 
and making monthly payments to them as well. So that at least tells me that you you might have been in a, in a position at that point to make good on it financially if you're able to pay yes. above and beyond the garnishment. <laughs> yes. But I could imagine that it was still stressful that uh, just all the legal things hanging over it as that was happening. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. And, and I know, and you had alluded to this, that you had started uh, a role uh, a few years later at the, uh, at the credit union. Um, did you realize at the time that your career would have an impact on your financial health beyond the income, of course, you make from a job? And like, what sorts of things did you learn in that job that applied to your life? A lot of it, I, I, I hoped. Um, I've been in banking for quite a while, but prior banking jobs never really, you, you kind of have an idea. You just pay your bills on time and you do, um, you know, you pay your bills on time. That's essentially what I was always taught. But um, didn't really have the tools to understand how to correct uh, my credit or how to go back and pay off the debts from my past. Um, until I started working at Frankenmuth Credit Union. And then suddenly we have training and we're doing all these other things and you really learn about how credit works and how it affects you. And then um, they partner with GreenPath and um, they actually suggested that I work with GreenPath when I first got hired in because they did question things on my credit report when I was hired in and and why they were there. And um, so eventually I, I got with GreenPath and GreenPath helped me come up with a plan and, and did the debt management um, program and was able to pay a lot of debts off that way as well. What was your initial impression as you were having those conversations with your colleagues and they had mentioned, hey, there's our, our partner GreenPath, would you consider reaching out to them? Like, what was just your initial impression as you heard that? Excited, but also very nervous um, because, you know, you struggled for so long, you're like, just don't know if it's going to make a difference or make it better, but also embarrassment because you do work in the financial industry and you should, you feel you should know better or you, you have the tools um, and the knowledge there. Uh, but I didn't really gain that until Frank and Ruth Credit Union um, came through and explained the importance of saving, really the importance of saving and the importance of the, your credit score. From a, from a practical standpoint, I, I know our, our listeners love to hear tips that they might be able to apply to their own lives. Was there anything that sticks out during this time? What helped me is we have a product where it's called a systematic savings and it's frozen. So you can't touch it um, until there's a certain amount or it's been so long. Uh, And that's what helped me because I could see it growing, but I couldn't touch it um, until a certain point. And I mean, $25 a paycheck was how I started and it definitely grew. (laughs) The more I seen my savings growing, the more I wanted to save. You know, you reach two grand in savings and you're like, this is really awesome. <laughs> Let's continue this. How much more can I save? Um, so, it, yeah. Did, did you end up having any sort of adjustment when it came to your budget to be able to set aside the money that would eventually go towards savings or, or tackle your debt at the time? Yes, because I, yes, um, I wanted to just jump in and really pay off everything, but it wasn't suggested just to pay off everything. It was also suggested to save because not to put everything you have all extra towards just your debts to pay them off, but also to to save some. So that way 
if there was an emergency or a reason you needed funds, you weren't having to adjust how much you were paying them towards Green Path or towards your debts. You wouldn't have to take that down. You actually had some savings and some cushion. Yeah, and that could be a very interesting point. And obviously, everyone's financial situation is different. It, it may not always be easy to have funds to set aside for both. But if you're in a position to do that, one thing I'll often hear is that um, hesitation to say, well, should I put money towards savings that might be earning 1% interest when I know that my debt is being charged at whatever it is, right? You know, certainly for people on a debt management plan, the interest rate might be less, but it's still significantly higher than what you'll get in a savings account. Is is that something that you you, you struggled with at, at the time or, or what was your mindset thinking about that? I didn't um, at the time. I mean, everything had already been charged off and I don't think it was really growing in interest. Um, my thought or my focus was I need to save a little bit too and try to save um, because, you know, I do have kids. I, you never know what's going to happen. And I did want, at the time, I mean, I needed a new vehicle. Um, I had other things to worry about. So focusing on savings was a good point as well. It wasn't easy to begin with. <laughs> um, it was very difficult. Uh, it, and that's definitely something I portray to members and whatnot too, when they're looking for ways um, to save money or, or, or reduce costs, or maybe they have to work with Green Path, but it's that saving is not easy. It really isn't. Um, and that's why, I mean, I started with a frozen account to, to save money. Yeah. Just kind of create that structure in place yeah. that like the temptation and, and uh, of course, while this might be a product that's specific to, to Frankenmuth, um, there are ways that individuals could probably kind of simulate that idea. I've heard a lot of people, uh, you know, they'll set up a separate bank account uh, at a place that's not even connected online so that they have to drive yeah. far away to even access the account thing, things like that. Um, so that they're not tempted to, to touch it. Um Going back, you know, you were talking about as you were growing up that money wasn't necessarily talked about much in your household. So now as you're raising your own child, is your approach to uh, money and, and, and kids different from what you experienced growing up? And if so, how? Yes. Um, both of my kids, um, they're four and 11 years old. Uh, they both have their own accounts. They both have their own savings accounts. Um, I do put money in it every paycheck as well. So I do save for them. My 11 year old has a checking. She has a debit card. Um, so she is able to put, she, I make her save. So any money she gets, whether it's through, you know, birthdays or different reasons, um, she has to save half and then she can put the other half in checking. So if she gets 10 bucks for whatever reason, um, she can save at least, she has to save at least half. If she saves any more, that's on her. Um, and the rest can go in checking. Um, surprisingly, uh, she actually tends to save a lot more than she puts in checking. Um, but it also makes her realize, you know, if we're out and she wants to buy something, she can buy it. Um, but she has to, she gets her statements every month. She knows how much money is in our accounts. She knows when we go out, it's, it's on her if she's buying that item to make sure it's in her budget or in her account. And if she really wants it, you know, if 
all you have is $20 in checking. Do you really want that? Because that's what you have until you either earn more or get more money. Um, so I, I do see that she'll, even when she's asking me to buy her things or do things with her, she's more hesitant um, and more considerate of how she's or what she's asking for money to be spent on. So it seems like those lessons are kind of filtering their way through. <laughs> yes. While still giving her room to be an 11-year-old, <laughs> of course, right? Yes. Um, so thinking back, as as you did um, end up starting a debt management program with, with Green Path, where you put your uh, payments into one payment and set up arrangements with your accounts, what did you think that that process and that program was going to be like before you started it? And then what was it really like? Was it similar or were the things that surprised you? Going into it, I knew that essentially you look at everything I have out on my credit report. Um, you know, I was going to be talking to a credit counselor and they were going to look at everything I had out there and how much that I actually had and then come up with a program for me. And that you guys sent letters out to the collections or whoever the debt was with um, to come up with a plan and a payment uh, monthly. And going in, I was nervous. Um, I you have your own concerns because you just want it to be kind of done and over with. It's been so long, but I, I need to take care of it. And it was talking to the counselors. They make you feel like whatever you've done, it's not embarrassing. Like everybody goes through this. This is all part of learning. Um, you know, money is, is hard or for most people. Um, so they really reassured me that, you know, this is, going to be an easy pot and it was it was very easy um you you know you go they go through everything they send you everything in the email you read over it and then you're able to sign and you essentially enroll in the program and there were a couple of times I had to call and change how much I was paying sometimes I was paying more and it was a small period of time I paid less um but they never made you feel bad for having to change like your payment amount um as well so it was once getting into the program and I was able to get and I actually completed the program early, <laughs> um, my program early. Cause I was able to get to a point. I was just putting more money towards it a month. Um, but it was, it was very eye opening and very helpful. And as you think back to that process of, in your case, setting money aside for debts that, at least some of them had not been getting paid up until that point, it sounds like. Um, did you end up changing your spending habits while paying down your debt or did your mindset change when it came to spending? What was that like? Yes, um, I definitely, I moved away from needing things. So having like a physical object or buying things um, and thinking I needed all new or all this, you know, my, my phone even now is about three years old. <laughs> So I don't need all brand new. I don't need to keep with the times. Um, I don't, I, I'm good with used. I mean, I've spent a lot of time shopping thrift stores for clothes for myself and my kids, things like that. We didn't go for all brand new. I, even now, I usually still continue to get used um, and in good condition. And I spend more of my money or save more of my money to do like going out to do things. So like I buy a year pass to the zoo and we'll go to the zoo. And if I'm a little short money or still, 
you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not spending any money, but you guys want to go do something. We can go to the zoo for the day. And I already have a year pass. So I, you know, <laughs> there's no extra money I'm spending at the zoo for us to go spend a couple hours at the zoo. Um, so I do tend to do that. Um, we go to the library a lot where we used to before COVID. Um, <laughs> but, and then that way we're still able to do things, have fun, make memories, but it's not my kids wanting the newest tablet or the newest gaming system either. You know, they're, they're not constantly asking for brand new. They, you know, we live within well below my means now. So that's interesting. So going from things to experiences, starting with your own spending, but it seems like that's another thing, whether it's been explicitly said to your kids or not, that it's been kind of part of their part of their being. Um, and, it, and it sounds like the habit, well, it, this change eventually became a habit so that now it's, even yeah. if it's not quote unquote necessary, it's, it's something that's still uh, not as, not as, not as difficult. Um if you think back to those early days when the habit was first being changed, do you have any recollection of any particular challenges or times where it was uh, harder to, to make that adjustment? Yes, especially when I finally moved out of my dad's house um, and needing furniture for myself or furniture for a house. Um, you know, you, you automatically want to go buy all new things and have really nice and, and a pretty home. Um, and I found that, you know, I can get a used couch just as good. It doesn't have to be brand new from the showroom. It can be, um, and it was, a, I mean, that was a challenge because you just, I haven't lived on my own in four years and now I want <laughs> all new, but I, it was difficult. And instead I, I focused on getting what we needed, what was necessary to, to live. And as you, as you think about the, the period that you were um, paying down your debt, starting to save up, um, what sort of support, and by this, I don't necessarily mean financial support, but what sort of support did you receive and, and from who or, or what as you overcame this debt? So Frank and Move Credit Union, once again, very supportive. Uh, my management team, there were quite a few, because um, not everybody here knew what my situation was, but some did. Um, and that could be because of me, you know, going, hey, I really need to get a, a car um, because my other one's at this point 11 years old and has 285,000 miles. Um, what can I do? Um, and you, you know, we don't, we don't, sh we don't share like our wages or anything with each other. Definitely don't do any of that. But, and you don't want, I don't, now talking to employees, I'm okay with saying, hey, I used to struggle and, you know, everybody, you can't judge somebody by their struggles. Um, but a lot the staff, like I, I had um, one of the management staff, I would email them and be like, hey, I just paid off another bill through Green Path and I would get, you know, a great job, like proud of you. So it was having that come from work was wonderful. Yeah, it sounds like it, not just first finding out about the support in place, but just even during. Uh, yeah. And now after, right? So now we're in the after. You've completed your debt management plan uh, in 2020, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy year, but uh, one positive <laughs> thing perhaps that came out of it in your case. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how did it feel when you became debt-free? Uh, it felt great. 
<laughs> it did. Um, it, it felt really good to not have those debts, especially those older debts looming over me anymore. And I can move forward um, and start building my credit and, and getting, it just, it felt really good. <laughs> it, was there anything you did symbolically or not that you, upon completion of the program to, to celebrate or mark the, this journey? Nothing that I can recall of. I am, I'm fairly certain I told, obviously, um, my support that in the management team that helped me, I told them that like, hey, I completed my, uh, my program. I actually said a thank you card to her. Um, especially I like said, I had this huge thank you card and I sent it to her and I was like, guess what I did. So I was very excited. And yes, I I did that. I, told, I thanked everybody for their help and support during that time. I, I imagine as part of your, I know now as part of your role, you, you refer uh, members of the credit union to, to Green Path. Um, and I assume that that was the case when you first started uh, as, as well. Um, so I, I wanted to think back for a second. What was it like when you first started and you were somewhat aware of Green Path, but certainly not personally involved with our program? And, and now compare that to what is it like to refer members to us now that you've had a personal experience with Green Path? Prior, it was just a program. Hey, you're struggling and you might not necessarily be approved for a loan, but here's a program you could try. Now, when members come in and they're having financial struggles, uh, maybe a loan isn't always the best route for them or maybe they can't get approved but there is still a program to help them. And I go, hey, I've actually been through this program. Um, it took me, you know, I tell them how many years it took me to get through the program, but I'm like, they're wonderful. They, Green Path helped me every step through the way. They're able to usually get your interest rates lower. They come up with a program that is fit for you and geared towards you. And you only pay them and they take care of all of the other work for you. Um, so it's a huge it's something I'm able to say, Hey, I get it. This is hard. And it's very hard to get to the point that you're saying I need help and I need to take care of money I've spent and debts I have um, because we've all gotten ourselves into the situation. Um, and it is, you know, talking about money is almost nobody does it. And it, it feels <laughs> embarrassing to say, I don't know what I'm doing or I'm struggling and I need help. Um, because you feel like you should be able to just, you know, it's just money. I should be able to <laughs> stay in the little. We should all own. be born magically with the <laughs> yeah. skills. And yeah, I, I was going to ask you a question about like how money is taboo in our culture. Like, so it certainly seems like at work, it, it's, you've been more and more comfortable speaking about it. And especially because you could relate it back to your own situation what about outside of work? Like uh, when it comes to family, friends, how has that played out with talking about money? Uh, my dad um, is usually the one person I really talk to uh, because he helped me so much when I was going through my divorce and helped to support because he had some of the financial means to help me. Um, I will call him and I'll be like, you know, what's amazing is that I don't, have to worry about when I don't have to worry about when paying my bills. Like I've never <laughs> been in a situation like that. I'm like, I don't have to worry about paying my bills. I just, I paid everything and 
it's all paid ahead. And it's, I've never had this situation. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> it feels amazing. Um, when I can do that, or I can go on vacation and not worry about how I'm going to do all the things we do on vacation. I mean, we just did, uh, I took my kids to spring break, um, to Florida to visit a grandma. And I wasn't worried about how we were going to get there. I wasn't worried about how much I was going to spend. I, I wasn't worried about any of that. And it was, it's, it's, it's very different. <laughs> It's a new, being, a new experience. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. Uh, compared to being, you know, how am I going to pay my water bill this month or my consumer's bill? I, I went from that to, oh, the consumer's bill just, just, I just got the text that the, the, the consumer's bill's ready and I'll, I'll just, you know, I can go out and pay it that day. <laughs> so I'm not even waiting until the due date to pay bills. And it's, it's a huge difference. It sounds liberating. Yeah. <laughs> What what are what are your some of your financial goals in the coming months and year? Um, my current financial goals are to continue building my savings. Um, I don't. I have um, bills most people will have, or you know. Um, so I have a car payment. Uh, you know, insurance. Even then, I pay my car insurance every six months now at once instead of having to make monthly. <laughs> Payments. So it's just savings. I don't have, I'm not worried about paying my bills. So it's just coming up with more savings and continuing to save. Now, as you, as you think about uh, money and it certainly sounds like this, this was the case previously, but does anything money related currently keep you up at night? It does not. And that's a huge difference. (laughs) It's, it's, I went from not knowing how I was going to move out and be on my own, how I was going to afford to take care of my kids, all of that to now I don't, I don't worry. And I mean, that's a huge, huge difference. It's uh, not having that stress. It's, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it, you just feel good. And you don't want to go back to it. You don't. So that's why, I mean, I save and I, I focus on that because I don't ever want to go back to a place where I'm struggling or worrying about how my bills are going to be, get paid from one week to another or how I'm going to put gas in my tank. <laughs> in my yeah. Vehicle. Sometimes the, the little things. Um, what are, what are your, some of your long-term dreams? Um, long-term is saving for my kids for college um, and starting them off well in life. Um, and I have a wedding to plan for. So paying for the wedding, um, so saving to pay for that. Uh, but that those are my plans right now. And continue my retirement savings. Which is it's just happening automatically. Yes. Kind of in the background. I, I, contribute to my 40, I contribute to a 401k. I actually contribute Roth funds. So the... Um, after, you know, after taxes have been paid. So what inspired you to share your story with others and by others, our listeners, but I also imagine like, you know, this, this podcast is out there, right? So, you know, to uh, other people that know you or work with you, what inspired you to share your story? My inspiration comes from breaking that wall that 
money was embarrassing or we shouldn't talk about it. But also that all of us can start somewhere that's very low and completely change it around. You don't have to stay um, in a place that is financially unstable and you're struggling and living with that stress. It's just you have to learn how to um, and maybe work. I mean, for a long time, I was working two jobs to support myself and I wasn't even able to pay <laughs> pay all my bills or pay past bills, um, especially before I started working at Franklin with Credit Union. And, you know, I went from working 70 hours a week sometimes to now 40 and I can afford. Um, so it's just continuing to better yourself and and work towards the goals and finding out how to financially take care of yourself, um, maybe within the means that you have now and work towards better. That brings up an interesting thing that I wanted to lift up, which I guess I'll do as a two-part question. And that is like, what advice would you have for your younger self? And let me start with like, you, you talked about the time where you were working two jobs, 70 hours a week. Um, what, what was your, your mindset, your, your outlook, I guess, as far as like how you thought at the time things were going to play out and then like, what advice would current you have for, for that past you? I went with what I was given. So if this is what you'll give me, I'll do it and I'll put everything into it. Um, but asking for more as well, I think I should have asked for more. Um, I should have known my own worth more. Uh, especially when I was looking at jobs and working and possibly asking for more income coming in instead of having to work two jobs and having to work so hard um, and knowing my own worth going in. But at the time, it was very much, I just need a job, I need to pay my bills. And even then not being able to pay my bills, working two jobs. Um, and I didn't really look for for more I should have also maybe looked for a different job while I was doing all of that um, and finding one that could have supported me better. Um, but at the time it wasn't, you don't think about that. You're just thinking I need to work to pay my bills. Yeah. I, I could also imagine with 70 hours a week raising, I don't know if you had your second kid yet at the time, but you had your one child at that point of just being exhausted by the time that you get home. So just to be in that frame of even thinking long-term while you're in survival mode, I, I imagine would be so difficult. It was, it was very exhausting. My mom was, my mom helped watch uh, my, at the time I only had one child. Um, my mom helped watch my daughter a lot. Um, and, you know, I would do like a regular nine to five job. I worked at a bank nine to five. Um, and then I would go and usually get to spend some time with, my daughter and then you know I could be going back into work and working you know like 7 to 10 p.m or 7 to midnight depending on what I was doing um so it, it was very tiring and as you think about your younger self maybe rewinding now to when you first entered the workforce uh when you were originally married what advice would you have for that version of your younger self I wish I would have focused more on my own education 
and growing myself as a person and not just focusing on being like a mom or stay at home. I can, I should have continued to better myself and work on myself more. Being home with my child was wonderful and it in itself is a very difficult job, but um, I didn't grow my, my own self at that time. I was very exhausted from being a mom um, and being home with my kid all the time. And it also was, it was just a lot. It was a lot to take on and I should have still had something for myself. Kind of thinking back, you would have sought more balance, not necessarily to not do those other things that you were drawn to at the time, but to, to balance. Yeah, to ba- yes, to balance, maybe go to actually finish schooling um, and finishing my degree during that time instead of now 12 years later. Um, but I should have focused on myself a little bit. Yeah. And that actually brings up a, a point. You said finishing your degree 10, 12, 10 to 12 years later. Is that something that you are currently or... Uh, working on right now or yes yes so I am back in school um and it's this time very fortunate that I Michigan itself has a scholarship for um the future for frontliners so I was able to qualify for that so I'm going back to community school for free um so that's huge (laughs) for me yeah and like what 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 does the future look like as far as how your degree might impact your career potentially? So it's probably not going to change anything with my career because I'm where I want to be. Um, and I'm very comfortable in my position, uh, but to have that for my kids and that that's my big focus and to enhance myself um, as well, just because, I feel we need to continue to grow and learn and, and better ourselves. Like, right. You found so many of us, you know, struggle to find the the place that we want to end up. So it sounds like you found that, but that doesn't mean that there aren't so many other amazing benefits of furthering your, your education in this case. Yeah. Um, so my last question, and, and I do ask this of all my guests, but in your case, I'm particularly excited to ask you this because I know part of your job involves talking to people who might have financial concerns. So here's the question. Aside from calling Green Path, what advice do you have for someone who's experiencing financial stress? You need to admit it. You need to bring it to yourself and say, I am struggling. And then whether you find somebody, family, friend that you can talk about, or even if you go to Frankie with credit unit or wherever you bank um, to talk to somebody because they might help you have a new set of eyes and look at it. They, you know, in my case, I didn't even think about the fact that I could have student loans, for example. Um, they were all federal student loans. I could have called them. I had no income coming in and they would have simply put me on an income-based repayment plan and I would have had zero payments and I would have never had everything garnished, um, especially when I was struggling a lot, having, you know, a a sizable tax return garnished um, and then having my wages garnished when I actually qualified for zero payments, um, you know, zero dollar payments. It would have made a huge difference. Instead, I worried about it and stressed over it. 
um, never thinking to call them. Um, even now, I know what we have to offer here at Frank and Move Credit Union, and I would have never imagined places that lend money had these different types of services to make sure you stay on track financially or you don't struggle for a few months if you're laid off work. Um, so there's different. I, I just didn't think financial institutions or creditors at a whole, as a whole would have would work with you. I always thought, well, you owe money, you better pay it. <laughs> um, and if you don't, they're going to hound you for it. And I wish I would have known that before working at Franklin with Credit Union, because I could have been in a very different situation. Um, but I'm also very grateful to learn all of that, because now I have members that come in, and I'm able to work with them and make sure they don't end up in situations like I did. You know, if I see student loans on a credit report, and they're showing derogatory and they're showing I'm able to say hey give them a call they'll work with, work with you you know you can get on an income-based repayment plan and you might not have to actually pay anything and they're going to show current on your credit report um and being able to suggest green path and you know I have members even now that will message me or text me and be like hey I paid this off or you know thank you <laughs> for helping me with this but it's very much something I, I feel finances or money should be something we should be able to talk about and go, uh, you know, I have friends that were here, you know, I said management staff, there are ones that knew my situation and I was able to talk to them and be like, this has changed dramatically for me or drastically. And like, I'm now doing very well. And, you know, I just paid this off or I'm doing this and getting, you know, I'm proud of you back or congratulations. Um, it makes you feel good. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just hearing your story about how full circle things have have come of how when you first started at your employer of all the support services, uh, not just in the referral to Green Path, but um, just, you know, all the different tips and, and, and encouragement more than anything else. And now you finish your journey in the sense of getting out of debt and how, how much gratitude you have. And now you're helping others and then they're coming back to you and expressing that gratitude. And I might help to think of like, huh, and maybe that person is also helping someone else, helping someone else. So it's, it's really excited to think about how these kind of things, we always think about things going viral of all the bad things that that could mean, but this is maybe one case where it could be a, a wonderful thing. Um, so I, I thank you so much uh, for spending some time with us here, uh, Natasha. Um, we, of course, value uh, your partnership uh, at Frankenmuth as a whole, but with yourself. Um, and I, I just thank you so much for uh, being vulnerable enough to, to share your story uh, in the hopes that it might inspire others. So thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Chris. I'd like to bring in my co-host, Omari, to lift up some of the practical financial tips found in Natasha's story. We'll focus on three tips today. Tip one, make your savings automatic and untouchable. Tip two, a savings cushion can support debt repayment. Tip three, student loans often have options, but only if you're the one that reaches out. So let's start with the first tip about making savings automatic and untouchable. Natasha's credit union had a program in place where she had a set amount transferred into her savings account each pay period. 
she wasn't able to touch the funds without a penalty. So Omari, if my credit union or bank doesn't have a program like this, what could I do to make things seemingly automatic and untouchable? So yeah, Chris, it's a good question. Um, and it's a really good strategy, something that I tell my clients all the time. Um, so one of the things that you might do um, is to really prioritize your savings and treat your savings the way that you might a bill. Uh, and one way that you could do that, if you don't have the luxury that Natasha did with her credit union having such a unique program, uh, one first step that you might be able to take is to go all the way to your jobs. Um, if, if you're working and you have a, a consistent paycheck, you might be able to use your job's HR department to set up a uh, direct deposit that goes into a separate bank, right? So you've got your main checking account bank, and then you've created a, so you potentially create a second bank, uh, a bank account, whether it be a savings account, preferably a savings account that does not have access to a debit card, um, and set it up so that it's auto- automatically transferred out of sight, out of mind. And speaking to the untouchable aspect of, of what she talked about, um, I'd like to lift up an idea that was actually shared in last month's episode. She actually described having the account in an institution that she didn't even have online access to, which sounds counterintuitive. But what she was actually doing is, I think in her case, like she had to literally drive a relatively yeah. long distance to even get there. And so she was creating a situation. Yes. There wasn't a penalty necessarily as far as financially concern like Natasha had. But in this case, there was just like this this barrier, this physical barrier, having to get in your car and drive 20 minutes or whatever it is to actually get yeah. your money. Um, let's turn to tip number two. So a savings cushion can support debt repayment. In most cases, the interest rate that's charged on one's debt is significantly higher than the interest rate charged, or I should say earned in a savings account. Why would I want to save up a little in an account earning less than 1% instead of paying towards high interest debt that could be in excess of 20%? When you look at it from a perspective, from like a uh, practical standpoint, um, you are no longer, since you're in the process of getting rid of debt, right? You, you no longer have use of these credit cards. Um, having that savings, having that cushion, is less about building interest or, or making that money grow and more about managing a crisis, managing a situation where if you did have a week or, or so where you missed work or you missed a paycheck or some sort of emergency that put you in a position where your current budget was strained to some extent, having that financial cushion can help you avoid a scenario where you go back to building credit card debt, which is counterintuitive and counterproductive to the overall goal of reducing debt. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So really what we're saying here is we're not suggesting, hey, if you have $10,000 worth of high interest credit card debt to build $10,000 in a savings account while you're paying that debt down. But what we are saying is even having a few hundred dollars, $500, depending on your income, maybe $1,000 in a checking or savings account, but have that cushion. Um, the fact that it's not earning interest, that's, again, as you said, that's not really the point. It's more right. to protect you so that if an emergency pops up, if you don't have that cushion, you think about like what might happen there. Well, that could mean that you would fall behind on the credit cards themselves or other high impact bills like your utilities, like your rent or your mortgage. Um, or you might be tempted to turn back to the very credit cards that you're paying down. Um, and 
imagine someone that's making progress and paying down their credit card, and then they have to go right back up to making new purchases. Not only is it, of course, a financial setback, but emotionally, that could take a huge toll. Yeah, and I think the other reason why this is a good thing to consider is that it, I think it respects uh, the process of, 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 of starting the journey of getting rid of debt. Not only does it require behavioral change, it also makes fundamental changes to the way that your financial habits have sort of formed. Um, And that could be a difficult thing to break. And by having this cushion and being aware that like, it's not gonna always be smooth smooth sailing and having a contingency, even if it's a minor contingency in place in case something does go wrong, is overall going to be very helpful along that journey. Yeah, it's it's kind of like establishing boundaries for yourself so that those habits can really take full effect in essence. Let's move on to tip three, how student loans have options, but only if you reach out. Now, in this case, to be clear, there are different rules for different types of loans. For example, the options for private loans can vary widely. For federal loans, though, there is a standard set of options available. For example, many borrowers are able to set up an income-driven repayment plan where your monthly payments are tied to your income and household size. And yeah, Natasha regretted only learning about this after uh, the fact. So what are some steps that one can take to explore some of their student loan options? Yeah, it's a good question, Omari. And I mean, I, I think first and foremost, as we talked about, you have federal loans, you have private loans. So the first thing to, to look at is to find out what type of loan do you have if you're unsure. And the quickest way to do so is there's something called the National Student Loan Data System. Uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And it's basically a database that the Department of Education has where you could, if you have your um, ID that you use to access your grants and loans to begin with, you could enter that in there. You could also establish one there if you need to. And it'll basically list all the federal loans that you have if you have them. And if you know or you check your credit report and you have other loans that don't appear in this uh, database, then then you'll know that uh, that you might have some other private loans. And by the way, private loans may have options too. The thing is that would require you to, or we would encourage you to reach out to your lender and just see specifically what options you might have. That may be the ability to modify the loan, to lower payments for, for a time, but that is totally on a case-by-case basis. So it's, it's hard for me to say anything universal with those. With federal loans though, you might have the ability, as we alluded to, to lower your payments based on your income. You may have the ability to skip payments based on certain events that might happen. Different student loans even have potential options to forgive the debt after a certain number of payments. This is where the devil's in the details. Some people might be eligible for the ability to forgive a loan after 10 years. Other people, it might be 25 years, depending. Um It's a lot of information out there. The one thing I could also throw out to our listeners is whether you've talked to Green Path in the past or not, we actually have uh, several experts that are specifically trained on student loan options that can talk to you and and give you a starting point to to go over your options as well. So um, today, at least, I just hope to give you a a kind of a flavor uh, for what those options might be. Yeah, so thanks, Chris. Um, I just wanted to to reflect on Natasha's journey. I was really struck by her resilience um, 
in both recognizing how difficult some of the changes that she had to make were, while also recognizing the value of sticking it out and finding ways to sort of persevere. Um, it's a really, really great example of what a, a realistic depiction of a debt management program journey is like with both with both the peaks and the valleys, um, the recognition of the struggle and the difficulty while also keeping the end goal of financial wellness in sight the entire time. And that was some of the motivation that she was able to uh, capitalize on and rely on to get her to the finish line. So it was really an awesome um, story. And I'm, and I'm really happy for her to have achieved what she achieved through, through our programming and our help. So. Absolutely. And, and just to, to, to witness what she overcame in her journey, it makes perfect sense why she would be such a great ambassador towards helping others uh, through, through her work um, get connected to us and whether, whether they get connected to us eventually going on a debt management plan or just get connected to us just with some of our tools or support for helping create a budget or reviewing a credit report and all the other things that we offer. But um, I think just if nothing else, just the fact that she's lived this and, and is then willing to have conversations about this, that's a win right there. Thank you, as always, for joining us, Omari. Of course. Thank you for having me. Now that we've shared three tips, here are three action steps you can take after you press stop. Number one, consider sharing your thoughts about this and future episodes by completing our audience survey. The link is in the show notes or visit www.greenpath.com slash real stories and click on the purple Take the Survey button. We value our audience's opinion. For example, the segment where we share practical tips was based on survey feedback. Speaking of practical tips, action step number two. Check out our new learning lab for free, short online courses on financial habits, credit scores, credit card repayment, and more. The learning lab was created by the same people who created this podcast. Check it out at www.greenpath.com slash learning lab. Number three, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcasting platform you use. Doing so will make it easier for others to find us. Well, that's a wrap on episode 18. Special thanks to Hero for our theme music, which will play us out. Here's hoping each of you enjoy your journey of financial wellness as much as your destination. Welcome back, Hero.